Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Sharon Fekete. And um, with me today, I have Paul Makowitz, who is an Army veteran. So we're always happy to have an Army veteran or any veteran on my show. So first and foremost, thank you for all that you do for us. We can have the freedom to have this conversation today. Um, he's also an experienced marketing professional. He has a digital marketing agency. And I'm really excited to have this conversation because we kind of live in a, a similar world, but um, I'm sure there's many differences. And there's also one thing that is for sure today, and that is there's plenty of business to go around, <laughs> especially when it comes to doctors and lawyers needing help in the digital world. So Paul, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Aaron. So Paul, you are currently in LA, stuck in traffic on your way to get ready for this show. <laughs> And you are getting ready to move your family to South Carolina. Is that right? Yeah, I, uh, I, I actually love my mornings. I normally wake up at about 530 in the morning so that I can really uh, ease into the day to get a little reading in, a little writing in, a little meditation, uh, workouts on some days. But also I have a, a three-month-old mm. and I also have a wife who, uh, amazing human being, she, she's in high-end hospitality. So she's right in Beverly Hills working at one of the hotels in there. So she's always out early. I'm out early. Uh, this morning was kind of funny because I got my, my backpack with the laptop and the camera and the microphone and everything with me. I've got a dog on a leash. I got a coffee in one hand, baby under the arm, running out the door. So it's one of those mornings, but uh, you know, life's meant to be exciting, right? It'd, it'd be much less exciting if, if I was just waking up and rolling out of bed and, yes. and uh, you know, having a few tasks to check off today. Well, that's what I said before, hence the life of an entrepreneur. So it's always exciting. It's never boring. So why don't you, you were also once a, a golf professional, so that's super cool, um, and a small business owner. So you've, you've been in the world of, of helping entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter what kind, right? But the professionals like the lawyers and the doctors, sometimes in this space, especially in the digital space, really, really need um, extra help. So why don't you tell me your why as to why you opened your company and, and how you can help all of these professionals that desperately need a digital footprint? Yeah, I have, I have a really fun meandering career path. Uh, I always find it interesting when people like know what they want to do their entire life. I went to college, changed my major four times as a freshman, no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was working at Dick's Sporting Goods selling golf clubs because, you know, I, I always just enjoyed golf. And uh, there I met an Army recruiter, decided I really had no idea what I want to do in my life. And uh, enlisted like two days later, showed up at my parents' house, was like, hey, I joined the military, uh, I leave in two weeks. You know, uh, <laughs> oh my God, the shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, uh, my parents definitely were shocked by it. Uh, my father was a military guy, so was my grandfather, so I'm third generation. Uh, I'm one of six kids, so I am definitely the, the wild child of the family, mm -hmm. we'll say. Uh, after doing my time in the military, uh, I, I realized I really wanted to pursue a career in golf. Uh, and I'm, I'm a good golfer, I'm the best golfer of all my friends, most of my, my clients that I go and play with every once in a while. Nice. But also, unless you're good enough to be playing on Sundays, it's a very hard world to you know make any significant revenue. And mm -hmm. uh, with that, I, I got into... Dick Sporting Goods into management and business, became a business analyst for them, uh, did the retail thing for, for a few years and finally just was knowing that's not my path. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister was living in New Mexico, so I took what money I had and I just drove out to New Mexico and uh, 
met a guy playing golf actually. Uh, he wanted to start a scooter company. And I was like, I feel like I'd be a, a good entrepreneur. I feel like you know, I'm, I'm very systematic, I'm operational minded. That's why I did so well at Dick Sporting Goods. And uh, we opened up five locations in a year throughout New Mexico, just pop-up shops, oh. renting out scooters. Yeah, I built that entire company just using Google Forms, Google Sheets, mm. uh, some scripts on the back end that would send off a, a notification to the GPS tracker, send off a PDF to the client, one to me, you know, let people go out and rent these scooters for like eight hours, you know, be there, lock them up um, at the end of the day. And it was a pretty cool little business model because there wasn't much overhead outside of me traveling and sleeping in hotels and in the back of shops and in the car if I had to. Like, I was just hustling, 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 uh, really learning how important one social media was and, and your online presence. Because if I didn't build that website and I didn't have a, a decent social presence, like how are people going to find us? You know, some mm. signs on the side of the street, maybe. I mean, so I really had to start wrapping my head around uh, exactly how to do it. And I found that I really had a, had a passion for it, uh, really just how important awareness is and how to capitalize on that awareness, you know, have that mm. eyeball for a moment and you know, how can you get that conversion? And that led to a job in New York City, which I grew up in Buffalo, New York. So New York City is always, yeah, I'd love to live there for a little bit, you know, check it out. And uh, a buddy of mine called me and said, hey, my roommate's moving out. You've been talking about moving to New York for years. Like, why don't you just do it? And uh, I just on another whim, like, I passed everything off to my business partner and he was taking the scooter company and, and starting to run that. I went out to New York City and worked with a company called Main Street Hub, which mm. uh, a decent amount of people should probably know who they are. They uh, were the largest social media management, reputation management company in the US. For and what year was that? Oh, let me do some math here. Uh, I'd say probably right around like 2015. Okay. Um, so when I went out there, I was like the 15th, 16th employee into an office, mm -hmm. you know, two blocks south of Times Square, uh, living in Manhattan, you know, in my late 20s, early 30s here, uh, really just having, uh, really enjoying life, but also is just hustle, hustle, hustle. Again, yeah, that's, that's the East Coast, New York mentality. Mm -hmm. it's, it's one thing that really throws me off being out here in Los Angeles is, you know, everything is, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, like, we do Wait till you get to South Carolina. It's happening <laughs> half the day. You know, that's, that's <laughs> going to be interesting. Um, but being in New York City and, and being an early employee at Main Street Hub, mm -hmm. uh, about two years later, when I was ready for, a, you know, to take a, a different career choice, uh, there's over 300 people on that floor. Mm -hmm. And I was managing about 60 people. And, uh, it was all about how to uh, run your social media. So, so we worked with small businesses, mostly restaurants. I was the golf guy because I had all these golf courses that I worked with, mm -hmm. but it was running their social media, uh, reputation management. So getting good reviews, answering reviews, kind of managing that process mm -hmm. uh, and some mobile websites. But, you know, that company grew very, very fast. They sold to GoDaddy a few years ago. Um, so they're no longer around, but uh, I took kind of the experience that I learned there and how important like looking good is online. And uh, I met my future wife in New York and mm. she got a job opportunity in Miami. And I was like, you know, I didn't New York for a few years, could check it off the list. I love beach weather. I love some tropical uh, atmosphere. So we took mm. off and moved to Miami. And how I got a job in Miami was by finding another marketing company that was a, a little bit more on the technical side than, than maybe like the just social media reputation management. That stuff's not that difficult. Uh, to manage for somebody, but getting into say website design, SEO, paid ads, a little bit more of the, the meat and potatoes of what digital marketing is now. And how I got that job was by 
looking at their online presence and being like, yeah, you guys are 3.5 out of five on Google and your digital marketing company. Like, why aren't you answering these? Why aren't you getting more reviews? Like, what do you do with every chapter of your clients? And I ripped them apart pretty bad in a, in a few emails and then even into the interview process to the point that the CEO was like, you know, I, I kind of need like a, a hard ass like you, <laughs> and a, and a company, you know, here to, to kind of keep us on the straight and narrow, help us build that out. So sure. I went over there uh, as the director of business development, really cleaned up what they had as far as processes. Like they didn't even really have a CRM. They, you know, they were kind of lacking in a lot of things, but they were a big company. They had like 200 mm. uh, clients, which was crazy to me. But yeah, this company that was mostly working off of like spreadsheets and you know, cold calling all day was <laughs> was you know, had that large of a market share. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, my wife got uh, her dream job out here in, in Los Angeles in high end hospitality, and uh, I pitched to the owner of that company, let me go open the West Coast office. Hmm. So I came out here, hired a few salespeople, and I was running a, I took a promotion to the VP of client success so that I could really kind of build out the processes to ensure our clients were getting good reporting and, and we were really communicating with them on a, on a level that we hadn't been before. And I did that for a few years and, and realized, you know what, I'm kind of tired of making money for other people. Like I, I've got all the skills, I've got all the knowledge, I've been doing this, I've been building other people's companies for years. Mm-hmm. So I had to go out and do my own. Uh, so I, I had a little bit of a Jerry Maguire moment and was like, you know what, I'm doing my own thing. Who's coming with me? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of, one of the guys said, you know, I think that you and I could do something. And it was you know, three, four months working on the couch in my house, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out the business and exactly what we we're going to do. And, and now two and a half years later, you know, we're, um, you know, we're, we're a pretty successful digital company. And, and it all kind of comes down to I really wanted to focus on the full scope of digital mm-hmm. marketing. I came from a social media reputation management company, went to a website design, SEO, paid ads company, but there, there weren't any companies that are really uh, doing a good job of, of using all those different aspects synergistically. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, how are you getting a review? Are you highlighting that review on your social? You know, are you taking reviews and building out your testimonial pages and being sure they have good keywords? And, you know, what type of experience are people having when they get to your website? And all these different aspects that there's, there's really good companies that do like individual little things, but there wasn't one that really focused on, on all of it. And mm-hmm. so I spent about two years with a development company in Canada, uh, building out this dashboard that was like the dream dashboard I always wanted. You know, it, it functions similar to like Hootsuite or Buffer for your social media. It's got a reputation management API connection with your Yelp page and your Google business listing and like your rate MD and your vitals page. So you can see all of your reviews in one spot and mm-hmm. build word clouds. So you can see like, oh, maybe this reception's name is mentioned more often in positive ones. You know, maybe this doctor's mentioned in more negative ones. And like, you know, it's, it's easier to, to kind of get a, a full high level view of your business when you're seeing what this feedback is actually telling you. Uh, and then it also allows you to, to track your ads a little bit better. So you can see, you know, kind of how your social media ads are performing versus your Google ads versus your YouTube ads versus your display ads and, and get a little bit more of an apples to apples comparison with all of your different advertising. So it hooks all of those together. Uh, it's also got a cool feature to, to generate reviews. So, you know, SMS messaging for reviews or uh, email, follow-ups after an appointment in order to generate more reviews. And then, you know, we, we take care of the social media. So now we utilize those reviews to build awesome content. That's, you know, uh, maybe a client testimonial video or even a static image that's highlighting, you know, some of the 
the big value propositions we want to point out that somebody has mentioned they had a great experience. You know? So it's great. So let me jump in here for just a second. Um, so I own a, a media company and we do organic social media. So this is, you know, one of the things when I'm talking with clients, prospective new clients, you know, I, I'll meet with somebody tomorrow that I, I'll probably mention your company because we only do organic social media. And I think where uh, a lot of confusion lies well, I know with where a lot of confusion lies with um, a lot of the attorneys and a lot of the physicians is they really think that everything is the same. You know, um, if you are a social media company, you do websites and you do SEO and you do <laughs> Google Analytics and you do uh, um, reputation management. And so, um, and as mentioned before, there are some companies that just do one thing individually and you have it all in house, right? So I have a few questions about that, that I just want to make, you know, clarify for people, because these questions come up a lot. I got a long email yesterday about somebody that wanted um, me to help them with their social media for, you know, uh, a campaign uh, in politics, right? So it would not suit my organic social media company because organic means it's going to take a long time. <laughs> That's what organic means, right? And then there's paid advertising and there's Google and there is so much. So all that you have mentioned for the doctors or the practice management people that might be listening today, this I think is my own value add for everybody that is listening or watching is that you really have to know what everything means before you start looking and paying a company to do something. Um, you have to you have to understand the strategy. You have to you know get um, you have to get referrals from the businesses that you're working with. All of that, right? Because you being an operator, just like myself, the reason that I get hired in the medical profession to help doctors navigate and help them through their businesses is because I've had over 20 years in the medical industry. But, you know, I've also been a very um, huge advocate for digital uh, footprints and you have to have it today. Like if you are not on Google, like you don't exist, right? It's just might as well pack it up, especially through the pandemic, right? They've all had to switch to telehealth. Um, they've had to make a lot of different transitions. So, so I really want to kind of narrow down a little bit, like what, what type of company do you best serve and how do you attract those companies? Because I, you know, being in business as long as I have, knowing that there really isn't a, an understanding, um, a lot of business owners when it comes to um, social media, uh, Google, you know, and it can be very confusing, right? Like a doctor, great example, like they're phenomenal at saving our lives. But do we want them posting on social media? Not so much. So maybe you could just break it down a, a little bit and, and just tell me how, you know, how do you um, dismantle all of that for the, the clients that you're going to end up working with? Because I already know how overwhelmed they are. And a lot of them pretend that they understand what you're talking about, Paul, but they, in fact, do not. No, I would say you're certainly hitting the nail on the head that most certainly don't. And I think that's the difficulty in the digital marketing area. I mean, Main Street Hub was a great company. They provided a great service. But I mean, unless you're really getting to know that client, uh, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to portray them online. Right. You know, and uh, the churn in digital marketing is insane. That's that's one of the reasons why when I was starting my company, uh, being a former army or being an army veteran, like 
the very first thing I did was we live by the army values. It's selfless service. Like mm -hmm. you are here to serve them. Mm -hmm. If they're making money, we're making money. Don't sit here and think about the amount of time that you're having to put into this or, you know, looking at a clock and thinking, oh, this is going to take me two hours. Think about the value that you're actually providing to this client more mm -hmm. so than that. Um, things like honor and integrity and, and just, you know, answering every email within 24 hours. I mean, the, the amount of horror stories that people have in digital marketing companies, it really blows my mind. And I, I came from two of them that were, you know, very successful companies, both Inc. 500 fastest growing companies. And their churn rate was, you know, six months and nine months. So that means that like, yes, you're getting lots of clients here, you're providing some value, but if you aren't building that relationship and really getting to know that business in, in a meaningful way that you can portray them online, you know, really what's the long-term value that you're providing? You know, maybe you're making them look nice for a little bit. And then there's a lot of digital marketing companies out there, you know, you pay for SEO and then if you leave them, they take all your content back. Right. Uh, I mean, just absolutely horrible. Like uh, to hear some of these stories. So one of the things that that I did as we were building this was, you know, could you imagine not, doing that to somebody? Oh my gosh! No, I mean, it no. is. Let's take a pause with that. I mean, I have had clients that have been burned before that say, "So all this content that you're going to build for us, you know, what happens to it?" I'm like, "What happens? Well, here you go, and here's the password, and like this is all for you. What what even good would it do for me? What what could I possibly do with it?" So it's, um, and, and, and with websites too, you know, they're going to take your mm -hmm. firstborn, um, <laughs> if you leave or, them. Like, yeah. Or you don't even own the website, you know, you're right. leasing the website and yeah. as soon as you leave them, they're like, okay, where should we transfer this? And they're like, yeah. what do you, what do you mean transfer? Like, what are, what are we doing? Um, yeah, everything we do, we, we firmly believe that it's your business, not ours. You know, we, we are a service to you. Every bit of content we put on the website, every social post, uh, optimizing your Google business listing, your Yelp page, whatever we do is yours forever. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just recently, I've only lost two clients in the three years. And uh, I don't think I, uh, yeah, I don't think either of them were, were really all that much my fault. One of them I think is coming back here. He just reached out to me the other day. <laughs> so, um, but even in, in like hand, the handoff, mm -hmm. you know, we have technology that really allows you to, to you know, own your information if those necessary steps are taken. So we're, we're a Google workspace. So everything is in a shared drive, it's all that's organized. We have an onboarding doc that has the passwords in it. You know, we're, we're pretty, uh, pretty organized and, and I, I drill it into my team all the time how you know, if we're not organized and we can't serve our clients properly because we have to waste time doing these things. Um, we could get into it a little bit, but I'm doing a, a program right now with the Flow Collective, which is uh, Stephen Kotler. And it's all about getting into flow states and how you can, you know, traction can be a good thing or a bad thing. Like if you put traction on uh, something that's wasting your time, uh, you know, you can keep yourself from doing those things. But when traction is hindering you from, you know, being able to find a password quicker or, you know, being able to log into something and, you know, you know, two-step verification is great, but it's also there because sometimes mm -hmm. it's like a 10-minute task right. just getting logged into something. So uh, when that client left us and I had to, you know, hand everything over to them, it only took me like a 20 minute phone call. And they're like, it's so nice that you're actually doing this. Like, we're not even a client anymore. You're taking time to get this stuff to our new guy. I'm like, well, for one, it's all organized. It's not like this is a, some huge task that you're giving me. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Um, I even talked with the, the new company for about 20 minutes afterwards, like telling them some of our processes and how we do things. Mm -hmm. And he's like, man, like I've never talked to a digital marketing company that would like tell me what their secrets are. I'm like, there's so many businesses out there right. that there's need so us. Yeah, if I can make you a little bit better and mm -hmm. you're helping, you know, I liked him. You seem like a nice enough guy. Like mm -hmm. he didn't seem like a like a 
you know, he was trying to swindle people out of money or anything. So if I can help him out in a way that's going to, you know, I worked really hard on that client for a year and a half, like building right. that all up. I, I have no animosity towards them at all. If they want to try something, try something new. Like, right. um, here's everything. Here's the keys to the castle. Like hit the ground running. Like I want you guys to succeed. Uh, they're, they're really nice guys. I really enjoyed working with them. But uh, I guess to circle this kind of back to what you were asking earlier is, you know, how do you, help a business really understand these different aspects and, and to utilize them properly. Uh, I really equate it to going to the gym or like, I use a lot of golf analogies, maybe because like a lot of the doctors I, I work with golf or the attorneys golf, it's kind of a nice, uh, mm -hmm. a nice in I certainly have with them. But I talked to, it's like going to the range, you know, if you're posting regularly on social media, um, if you're putting content out regularly on your website, if you're generating lots of reviews and you're answering them and, and really, you know, conveying that in-person customer service online as well, you know, you are just slowly giving people more and more emotional connections that they can mm -hmm. have with your business. And what most of the talks I do about is called the zero moment of truth or ZMOT. And it was a concept that came up from Google about 10 years ago. So it's not like a brand new thing, but it's the pandemic certainly made people start paying more attention to it. But marketing, the traditional marketing, which my, my education is actually in, was always like awareness, first moment of truth, which is the shelf. So, you know, I see that cereal commercial, I go to the store, I remember that I grabbed that, that box of cereal. And then the second moment of truth is the, the experience. So I love that cereal, I wanna tell my friends about it, or I hated that cereal, I would jump online and, you know, click away and, and tell everybody how horrible it is. Uh, but now since we have all this technology just right at our fingertips all the time, there's this zero moment of truth. So. I still have to be aware that you exist. And that's really where paid ads, I think, is the most effective is in the awareness side. Sure. You know, you always want to be, you know, thinking of conversion, right? That's that's why you build a landing page or, or a squeeze page, because you want somebody to they get to that page, you know, they have one option. It's you know, mm -hmm. contact, order, you know, fill out form. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want them to, to meander too much uh, after you've kind of gotten that awareness. But still awareness is is huge. And that's mostly what I use social media ads and um and display ads and YouTube ads for is not necessarily like the retargeting is nice and it's it's really intelligent to retarget and it's a good practice. But I, I like making sure that my clients are really well known in their area. And mm -hmm. so you know even a 15 second video, um, just introducing themselves, kind of pointing out one or two of the value propositions of the solutions that they provide. Sure. Most of the doc yeah, most of the doctors I work with are, are in like the functional medicine or alternative medicine, rejuvenative. Mm -hmm. um, maybe because I, I'm not a, a huge fan of the medical system myself. Being like a veteran, I go to the VA hospital. It's like the saddest place on earth. Um, <laughs> my, my wife, <laughs> really, yeah, it, it really shouldn't be. My wife and I, uh, we had our first kid at the end of January, but she caught COVID two days before her water broke. Oh my God. And so, yeah, we had a midwife. We were supposed to have a home birth, do all this, but now the midwife's like, well, you have COVID. I can't come over there. She was an older lady. She's like, I have a husband. Like I can't deliver your baby this way like you guys have to go to a hospital in Los Angeles I ended up having to call six different hospitals at about two o'clock in the morning to find one that would even let me in the room because she wow. had COVID I hadn't uh I hadn't come back positive yet and obviously I got it you know in the right. hospital over there mm -hmm. but it was it was the sixth hospital that finally said like we like the, the parental relationship and you guys being together through this process is way more important than you know whether somebody has a sickness, you know, yeah. regardless of what you think of how serious COVID is or isn't, like I'm a 35 year old guy, my wife's 35, you know, we're young people in good mm -hmm. shape. We just want to be together to have our baby. And 
uh, it was amazing to me how there was just like a very, um, just a lack of common sense, I guess would be my feeling on it. Uh, and I've always used, you know, acupuncture and chiropractors and uh, functional medicine and, and finding, you know, ways that I can and better my health without, you know, getting a bunch of prescriptions thrown at me. We'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I barely take aspirin. So leaning into that side of the medical, uh, I found I just really enjoy working with those people. And also I found those people really, uh, they, they care about their patients a lot. And, and one of the things that is fun for me is highlighting the real value propositions that they serve. Um, mm. It's like I have one client that just works on sexual health for men and women. Is she, uh, she's just a wealth of knowledge. She's a ball of energy. She's like, uh, she's probably in like her early sixties, but it's so fun to just see her light up when I'm like, mm. like, tell me about the problems you solve. You know, tell me about the, the things that interest you and, and how we can like, you know, build these correlations. Um, I have one doctor, we spent like four months just trying to really figure out what his thing was, you know, mm. he's like, oh, I, you know, I provide, um, you know, this service. I'm like, well, great. So does 50 other doctors in your area. You know, what's that thing about you? It's like, oh, well, you know, I also do this. I'm like, well, great. So does everybody else. I have great bedside manner. I'm like, great. Everyone has bedside manner, or at least I'm going to tell you they do. Yeah. Um, I was like, but what's that thing about you? And finally, I got him to really open up and talk about how much he, you know, he loves Harry Potter with his kids. They go to Harry Potter world and they dress up and they get the robes and the wands and they do all the things. Sorry, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, so I can't like, get into it too much. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we utilize some of the information about to really, you know, he's kind of like the Harry Potter doctor now on his Instagram and Facebook and oh. people, you know, they have this emotional connection to him now. And before, you know, he just looked like everybody else, but now he's, you know, he's something else. And it's just something that he's passionate about and enjoys and he, he shares with his children. So, I mean, it's, it's a different aspect of his life that we're able to incorporate into his marketing. And uh, that, that I think is the true answer to your question is finding what it is about you that's unique and, uh, you know, accentuating that, that creativity uh, about you. It really makes me sad when people come to me and they're like, well, my competitor is doing this. I want to do that. I'm like, hmm. okay, we can do that, but let's do it your way. You know, let's let's find what what the angle is on you that, that we can accentuate so people build that emotional connection. Yeah, so I, I think- couldn't agree more. I think that everybody needs to put their brand out there and they need to make sure that it is unique to them. Never want, I mean, wanting to be like somebody else and competition, knowing your competition is always nice, but it certainly shouldn't run anybody's business. Um, but I, I hear that a lot, especially in the medical industry. But Paul, you know, the attention span of most people listening to a podcast today is about the size of a flea. So with that, all, all of the information to get in touch with you and your company will be in the show notes. I so appreciate what you're doing to help highlight these doctors, especially in the alternative world and functional medicine and chiropractors. I think it's it's fantastic. Everybody that has a business today, whether you like social or Google or online or not, if you're not there, um, you almost don't exist anymore. So I would highly recommend that everybody takes a look at Paul's business. And like I said, all the information will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Ryan. I had a great time. Thank you. So don't forget, if you mention that you've seen the show or listened to it on the podcast, mention Thai technology and you will get three months for free.